have not asked anything in my name. Ask, and you will receive, so that your joy may be complete. I have told you this in figures of speech. The hour is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figures, but I will tell you clearly about the Father. On that day you will ask in my name, and I do not tell you that I will ask the Father for you. For the Father himself loves you, because you have loved me, and have come to believe that I came from God. I came from the Father and have come into the world. Now I am leaving the world and going back to the Father. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Sure you want to do that? Sisters, over the past uh, few weeks, some of you had made me, have made me a little nervous. <laughs> because in our conversations, you asked me a very mysterious question. And the question was, what is the theme of this retreat? <laughs> I never thought in such terms. <laughs> but then this past week, I was um, directing a retreat with the Sisters of Life. And when I told them I was coming here, they asked the same question. <laughs> and I'm like, what is it with these Brides of Christ and their themes? <laughs> I don't know what the theme is. Well, that's not true, because actually last night, on my way here, I think the Lord gave me a theme. And the theme is, I don't know what, which is so gladly found. Let me explain. It's a poem from St. John of the Cross. Delight in the world's good things, at the very most, can only tire the appetite and spoil the palate. And so, not for all of sweetness will I ever lose myself, but for I don't know what which is so gladly found. He who is sick with love, whom God himself has touched, finds his tastes so changed that they fall away like a fevered man's who loathes any food he sees and desires I don't know what, which is so gladly found. For when the will is touched by God himself, it cannot find contentment except in the divinity. But since his beauty is open to faith alone, the will tastes him in I don't know what, which is so gladly found. I will never lose myself for that which the senses can take in here nor for all the mind can hold, no matter how lofty, nor for grace or beauty, but only for I don't know what, which is so gladly found.
I love that poem because I think it's a beautiful description of what deepening relationship with God really looks like. <clears throat> you know, all of us have been following the Lord for some time. And so, in, in some ways, none of us here are beginners. And I think an important question for us is, how does God relate to us when he wants to deepen our relationship with him, when he wants to deepen our love for him? What does that look like? And from my own experience, it seems like it's his entrance more and more profoundly into mystery into the mystery of God. As St. John says, I don't know what, I can't describe it. But it's so gladly found. It's so acutely present. Because as our relationship with God deepens, there's this paradox that occurs. My experience of God, where I'm unable, it's unable to register as it once used to be, merely with my senses, or with my feelings, or with my emotions, or even what I knew about God. It all seems to deepen. And oftentimes there's this panic or there's this anxiety that can occur. Where has God gone? Have I done something wrong? Maybe I'm not praying the right way. Or maybe I'm a bad religious. Or maybe my heart is just cold. And more than often the answer is actually doing something right and that God is leading us much deeper when God calls Abraham in Genesis 12 he says to him he says leave your father's house and come into a land that is unknown to you the father's house or our family is oftentimes, or can oftentimes, resemble that which is familiar to us, that which is secure. We've experienced the world and we've interpreted our lives naturally enough through our own families, through the culture that we grew up in, through our own experience. And this is how our knowledge begins of God and of ourselves. And of course, it's good, but there's always something more. And so this deepening call of God is always a call into greater mystery. Which on one level attracts us deeply in our hearts. And on another level, it can cause panic 
and fear. You know, we are in, at least liturgically, we're in this interesting space after the ascension. And I always think about during this time after the ascension, the apostles must be having some serious abandonment issues with Jesus. Because he's with them, and then he dies, and then he comes back, and he's with them again, and then he goes away, and then he's saying, I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. And what is so mysterious about that is what is, what is Jesus doing? He's doing? He's doing this exact same thing. He's leading them deeper. He was never absent from them. Even in his passion, even in his death, Jesus was with them. Every apparent absence of God always leads to a greater presence, to a deeper awareness. But if we think that that's something that we're always going to be able to perceive, if we think that's always something I'm going to be able to understand or figure out completely with my mind, we're going to suffer a lot. God calls us to himself. He calls us beyond what is familiar, what we oftentimes can recognize. And it's not because you or I have done something wrong. It's because he loves us. And he wants to share himself completely with us. And so let us pray, sisters, that as we begin this retreat, we can trust him enough to cast out deeper, to put away all of our plans, all of our ideas, all of our agendas, or all what we think we might need or what we think we might want. And let us allow the Lord to lead us deeper, always to that I don't know what but at the same time knowing that he is always near he's always found by us